Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Happy Haven Podcast. We are doing a special 50th uh, episode here live at Galactic Quest Comics in Lawrenceville. And with me today are... Uh, Terrell Garrett. Michael Stark. They are the writers of Wolverton, Thief of Impossible Objects. Um, I did get to read the first issue and completely fell in love with it, but we're going to get into some stuff and just... uh, Business as usual, just in a different place. So um, what we were talking about, so we'll get into this, is you were talking about your problems with you're halfway through Man of Steel. I'll put it Oh, oh, okay. So we're going to go there? Yeah. (laughs) We're not going to shill our comic book first? There's plenty of time. Okay, good. Uh, (laughs) All right. This is a problem I have with most superhero movies. Let's just destroy the whole city. Why? That perfectly good uh, battle with Zod in Smallville? That was great. That was primo, yeah. That was like... You threw awesome. a train through a 7-Eleven. Exactly. That was, yeah. right. that was great. <laughs> so, but then you have to destroy Manhattan, too? Yeah. I, I thought it was overkill. It's almost like... Uh, well, they had to give that man a reason to be pissed off for the next movie. <laughs> but what else is going to happen when you have a bunch of Kryptonians show up? And they're they're looking to kill. Yeah, but what would Richard Lester do? Mm. I just know that so far, what I've noticed, and this is what bugs me, is the old Superman movies were really the only DC movies we were getting until 89's Batman, Mm -hmm. which was still its own thing and not attached to the bigger DC universe. It was very self-contained. So for me, it's every movie so far that DC has done except for Wonder Woman, has been a terraforming plot, which just replaced the old Gene Hackman real estate scam, which was the end result of, what, except for that weird nuclear man scratching fight Mm -hmm. thing in the last Superman movie. The the, the Lex Luthor Superman movies Mm -hmm. from our childhood, it was all real estate scams. And even when they brought back Superman Returns with Brandon Routh, it was a real estate scam to get the Krypton underneath the, the Kryptonite underneath the thing, so... My girlfriend at the time of that that last Superman movie, not Man of Steel, but the Brandon Ralph one, she fell asleep before the third act started. I'm like, this is not what you want to have happen during like you're trying to bring Superman back, you know, into right. pop culture. Like, yeah, but that that movie is an, is another topic. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't even remember. My thing was, yeah, I, don't I, really I wanted either. to. I know see, I've watched it. I, I wanted to see him deal with someone other than Lex Luthor. You know, I wanted to see him deal with someone who could match him power for power on Earth. So that's why I was excited about Man of Steel and why I enjoyed it. It's like he's fighting people who are just as capable of him physically, and they have the superpowers. And like to see that on film for the first time. Yes. Well, it's not amazing. the first time; it's the second time. Yeah. Well, I mean, on that scale, right? But, that, but I mean, it was clever too because you figure the Kryptonians would have the advantage, but with him being foreign to yeah. Krypton, I mean, he was just learning about the Fortress of Solitude. He was just getting the AI instructions from from Dad and everything right. else, and they show up. But what I like is the balances that Earth's atmosphere was so different that they basically, like, what was cool to me is the way they showed him have his powers as a kid. Mm-hmm. It, if you almost took that and used that as a lesson to teach people better maybe to understand what autistic kids go through, mm. Things are brighter, things are louder, oh, things, cool. you hear everything, everything, you know, you sensory overload. Yeah. You know, so when Zod, when they get damaged and the face yeah. thing drops, they're instantly just like on their knees, which 
I thought that would usually be the time to move in and finish things, right. but, you know. That was such a good detail, though, like, that they were overwhelmed by all the, you know, the Earth's sun and the, the sensory overload right. of it. Yeah. Right. And, like, I was just, like, uh, that, like, you know, like, a comic book nerd was involved in the script writing. And right. Like, we have to, like, just the detail of that, the little details. Well, even the beginning of the movie in Krypton, like, that was, you know. It, We've never really seen Krypton before. Exactly, and it looked like. Even though uh, wrong artist, but Jack Kirby influence in the set die. Oh yeah, with the super sci-fi creatures. Yeah, yeah. just and I said, I wish the whole movie was that. Just stay on. Now there's a whole TV show about it. Well, I haven't seen seen it yet, but yeah, I know there's there's the Krypton. It it better be good because Smallville, I thought was a great show. Never seen it. Really? I I need to. I miss. I I just missed it, it, and I can't find it streaming anywhere. To have one of the. Actors in a cult right now just perfects it. I thought there were, weren't there two? Oh, there might be two. There's two of them in that weird, or where you get branded and it's like the, yeah. 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 the FBI caught the leader a few weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, so now uh, the cub reporter is now the head of the cult. Right. And, you know, I had a, all right, my girlfriend, don't listen to this, hold your ears. I had a crush on her. I mean, who? Didn't happen. I don't think that'll end the world to say out loud the Uh the ceiling's still up. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. There's such a glut of stuff out there now, and everything's going to be better than the other thing. And I honestly, it may be an unpopular opinion, but I have like almost zero excitement for Infinity War. I, I just don't. I, I, I'm kind of burned out uh-huh. on it I because it, it, you know it's it's the whole thing where like our whole childhood we wanted all this stuff, mm-hmm. but now we're getting way too much of it. It's like mm-hmm. it's almost like that cautionary cartoon where a kid wishes for Christmas every day, right? And then like a week later, he's like, "Oh my God, make it stop! Yeah, or slow down." I think you know from what I've heard. It's great. I've, you know, I'm sure it is working on it, and it's like. But I agree with you. I, look, we're we're all comic book nerds, right? And if we're getting burnt out, that's yeah. very telling. I see yeah. what you're saying. The, the one, th- like, I was kind of feeling it, and then I don't know. I, I've seen it a few times on like Facebook and Twitter. This, I, I don't know if it's a meme, but it's a picture of people pass around, and it's a, of a little boy sitting in a theater with his popcorn. And then the next picture is of him, like, older. He's, like, 18 or, or in his 20s. And it's, like, an Infinity War. Like, someone, you know, some graphic designer probably just cobbled this together. But it really made me think, if I was a kid, like, not even a teenager, and seeing, like, Iron Man, the movie, and then 18 movies later, they have the giant team-up that it's been building up to. Right. I was thinking about that, and I'd be like, man, I would be... I'm excited for it, but if I was that kid, I would be, like, so stoked. Right. But I, I didn't right. grow up on... Uh, by the time the Infinity War plot in the comic books came yeah. out, I already, you know, was in college and gave up on comic books because I discovered women. So... Uh, I think we all go through they, that yeah, phase, yeah. And... and you know, I think Secret Wars, I went back on and said, this is, I don't like this. Because, you know, you could even tell from our comic book. I grew up reading 50s and 60s. I'm not that old, but, you know. Through well, I did too, yeah. I had. And uh, that, that was my influence more. So the first Marvel movies I loved, you know, the first Doctor Strange. I was like, that's. This is what I grew up on. This is how I always envisioned the Doctor. You talking about the nineteen seventies? No, Doctor no this, Strange. I'm sorry. This one. Have you seen that one? 
Uh, no. Don't. Yeah, the whole thing's on YouTube for nothing, but... I was going to ask... Well, actually, you, you know what? Maybe do, and then just cringe. Just be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> cringe. But, you know, wow, they did the whole, you know, obviously, and, and we met briefly at Dragon Con, the, the screenwriter who wrote it, and it's like, they got this right, they got this deep Ditko, you know... Uh, Strange was done right, yeah. yeah. And this... When I heard they were making that movie, I said, there is no way they could pull this off. There's no way. And yet they did. Yeah. The, my problem with that one at the end, and I swear this whole episode isn't us ruining comic book <laughs> Spoiler movies alert. and then trying to sell a comic book, was DC's got, like we, what we were talking about, the, either the real estate scam or the terraforming over and over mm. again. Marvel's got that. We've got these giant universe-shattering Villains. Mm-hmm. Let's turn it into a giant amorphous sphere, which they did with <laughs> Dormammu and Galactus. And, you know, so it's like Doctor Strange was great. I really wanted to see when when I heard the word Dormammu mm-hmm. and you see a little bit of it. And, but, but then you're He's like a, face, a live right? action and they're being earnest about this right. and the word Dormammu's in there. Yeah. Got really excited. And then I was like, oh no, he's Galactus. It's a giant ball. But yeah, I mean, seeing the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. And the window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was really Just cool. They, whoever was the, the costume designer the, who, who built that world uh, did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. they, I mean, they did. And, and like, Infinity War is probably going to kick butt. It's just at this point, like, the hype train just doesn't yeah. have any effect on me anymore. I mean, we're still reeling from being forced to say that Black Panther is the best movie ever made, even though I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you it, be, you no. better you better <laughs> say it's the best movie ever made in certain no, it's, circles. It, it's, I, I but thoroughly, but I I've heard from everybody objectively it, that yeah. it's amazing. I just yeah. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But it's like, and that's the other thing. Well, also, like, the same thing with the world building. You, you, it looked like, you know, when Jack Kirby yeah. did the Black Panther, it looks like that. I mean, wow. Is that the style they went with? Well, the Kirby. Or Wakanda. It, it's just, it'll blow your mind. It feels like a universe within a universe of the Marvel movies. This is the way it felt. It almost felt like watching Star Wars for the first time and your mind is just being blown because it all just felt right. It's like that. Same is other net. Yeah. Yeah. And and I wasn't I wasn't saying it to hate on the movie because I haven't seen it yet. It's just that that was the other thing I was going to get into before we start. What do you call it? Shilling, shilling books was shilling. was the political co opting of every movie that comes out now. It's right. like isn't that the opposite of what our community is supposed to be about? We already were diverse. We already were inclusive. We already were accepting and open minded for the most part. But to see like all these different factions co-opt a movie like you know wonder woman comes out and you know you get told that you can't go to the opening premiere you have to give every you have to give you have to wait a week if you're a man to go see it and And then black panther comes out and oh well we don't care what you guys say i mean i saw like all this vitriol and all this and you're like don't we get enough of that in like every other facet of the world well can't everybody come together at once and be like isn't this a cool thing we all have well maybe it's the the thing uh we didn't have the instant soapbox of twitter no we didn't that's true too so i didn't know what my neighbor thought that's true. I and mean, I remember generally, when, I don't care what people say. I remember when Jurassic I just want Park you to buy my comic book. Wolverine, <laughs> <laughs> thief of impossible <laughs> objects. No, um, there's like, no shame in shameless self promotion. There really isn't. 
But like for me, like I remember when Jurassic Park was getting ready to come out, the first one. And there was no internet really yet, and there was you had to like you'd you'd go to the store and there'd be like a magazine, it's like eight exclusive photos, and you'd here's all my money for that as a kid, like, and then just pouring over this one article over and over. over. Yeah, that's something I I remember. Like before the internet, is like you had like Fangoria and uh, yeah, like Starlog, and that was the only way to really get like movie news, and you would see like. You know, yeah, uh, this is like uh, just one picture, and it, it would—you just become obsessed. It's like I got yeah. this movie, and now it's just like it's everywhere. It's like you know. well, you know, a lot of it is hype. How do we hype something? Uh, but yeah, I mean, growing up. I guess there were TV commercials, and that's all we had. And, yeah. And a premiere was a big event when I would go to a movie. Back in the old days. And when movies cost a nickel. They would sell, you know, a little sort of like going to a Broadway show. The, the little book. A little program. The souvenir yeah. program. Yeah. And, you know, they don't really do that now because they don't have to. But you could only buy it at the movie. Right. So, um, I think that's how you got your cred back movies then, too. Were, like, movies were events. <laughs> and I guess they're still events, but we're overwhelmed by the events. But it's, right, it's a saturation yeah. event. I mean, I'm going to go see it. Of course I'm going to go see it. It's just, I'm kind of like, there, there were certain movies that were announced where I was like, <gasps> and I'm starting to lose that. <gasps> when things get, but it, it's, you know, you know, like we said before, if we're comic book nerds, although Terrell will see anything, uh, but I felt the same way. I saw Infinity Wars, like I really should be stoked, but the CGI villain, I don't, know, yeah, I don't like Thanos. Looks crappy. And looks like a scrotum. I'm sure my my mind will be. <laughs> And his 11-year-old daughter. Yeah, he had a <laughs> <laughs> For the people at home, she'll be she cool is, when she's she, older. She is staring at her phone. Disapprovingly. Uh, um, Again. I don't know. I, we also are coming from a different way. Uh, you know, we made a comic book because we were frustrated screenwriters because we there you go. wrote something that went into development. I think all screenwriters are frustrated. And it's like, we want to no show an original <laughs> movie, Yeah, but you can't. We would like to sell an original TV show, but you can't. It's really hard. And, uh, you know, veering off into talking about ourselves, uh, you know, we would go to meetings. After this fell through, we had a deal with producers at Fox. It fell through. Uh, It went out to studios again. We're meeting with producers, and everyone's like, this should be a comic book. This has to be a comic book. This is a $150 million movie based on the original idea. And I'm like, these are tropes we've seen before. It's a time period we've seen before. It is original, but it's familiar. Yeah, but it has to be a comic book first. (laughs) That's so weird. And, uh, you know, we were at a place where I was a working screenwriter in the 90s, then got very sick and gave it up. Were you always here or were you out? No, in New York. In New York. Back when uh, most places had New York offices, but I would go to L.A. four or five times a year. And, uh, you know, we're, we're in a time now where... They, you know, you can't really make a living. We're uh, trying to resurrect 
you know, Terrell is doing a good project now, but, uh, you know, we were basically given comic books and books and saying, adapt this for us. And we'll say, oh, what are you going to pay us? Nothing. What? You're doing it on spec. It's like, I'm going to spend six months of our lives writing a project that we don't own? No. And you're not getting paid to develop. Exactly. It's like, that's we're crazy. paid, fine. But everything was based on comic books. No one sort of, you know, that's why we did it ourselves. But isn't that a funny twist, though, that it used to be comic books were considered just for kids and, and <laughs> yeah. nobody took it seriously. And, you know, like we were talking about in our childhood, there was yeah. such a rarity to see a book get picked up. And now you're trying to sell a movie and they're like the opposite. Like, right. Well, it's got to be a comic book first. And yeah. that used to be what they all snubbed their noses at. I mean, like, wasn't it Marvel, like, on the verge of bankruptcy? The Stan Lee sell-off yeah. in the 90s. That's why they have to find so many yeah. weird... That's why you got Guardians of the Galaxy instead of the X-Men <laughs> in the MCU right. because they had to go with C and D teams because he sold off the A and B teams. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they did almost die. I remember when Marvel yeah. almost died. Yeah. yeah, the next time you talk to Katie. And now that's like... All, all of media, you know, seems to be at least uh, visual media, Hollywood, trying to copy the Marvel, you know, the Marvel spectacle, their system, and I mean, I don't think they should be trying to do that at all. And I, you know, I'm glad like Netflix is giving filmmakers deals for these right. mid-budget movies that you would see all the time, and you know, the '80s and '90s that don't really have didn't really have an outlet because everyone was looking for, oh, we want a franchise. We want a cinematic universe. Right. Um, well, I mean, look at Universal. They're they're bringing back all their monsters. Well, they hoping tried. It, they hoping tried it, yeah, hoping they it failed. catches traction. They failed. They actually said that they want to try to do an Avengers-style universe cinematically with the old monsters. Yeah. It's funny. Which just sounds wrong. It's like the, Avengers it's, style? Like, yeah. No, you don't uh, get it. Well, the... Frankenstein smash just doesn't <laughs> sound right. But the last time we were in LA at pitch meetings, we had we had this idea of pitching how to do all the Universal monster movies, and this is you know yeah four years ago, so or three years ago, so it was before the Mummy, before the deal even came out. Oh, the one with uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, and we were trying to get yeah. yeah we were trying to get our manager at the time to let us pitch that. And it's like, yeah, they're not going to let you. I said, no, but this is a good idea, which I'm not going to expose because it's up in the air again. Yeah, because they yeah. still they still want to re reboot all the Universal monster movies, but they did it wrong. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hence, I think most of us <laughs> at the table being like, I haven't even seen it yet. I was, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I was, I was told not to by people who actually no, care about I, me <laughs> to not <laughs> see it. Well, you could say. Uh, the shape of water is kind of a creature from the Black Lagoon. They need to give it to Del Toro. Like, if they're going to try and make the Universal Didn't he do Monster the shape movie. of water? Yeah. No, but if they do Universal Monster movies. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. He's like the perfect guy for it. I know. I actually heard somebody be like, yeah, if I was Del Toro, I'd be pissed because they stole his Abe Sapien. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> if anything, Mignola should be pissed that Del Toro mm -hmm. worked with the Hellboy license and then was like, what if I just don't name the next one Abe Sapien, but it's Abe Sapien finds a girl? <laughs> you know, like, I, if I was Mignola, I'd be a little, hey. Right. But but I also don't want to say anything because you don't know if he was like, I'm totally ripping off Abe Sapien. Here's the license <laughs> yeah. money. We're just not going to call right. him Abe Sapien. Yeah, but, he was the same actor, too. Yeah. 
what's Doug, his, Doug yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm sure they had a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, I'm totally going to use this <laughs> for uh, a love story. Abe Sapien finds a girl, which I still haven't seen that yet either. Well, well good. I mean, it's good. without... Now I'm talking out of ignorance That's because fine. I have I do all the time. I haven't really been Ask my into audience. comic books. <laughs> Hello, ignorant people. Hello, <laughs> ignorant. Yeah, right. Uh, now we could go into Three Stooges routines. Uh, I mean, mm. Hellboy, the movie. I mean, the comic book was more a cult comic book. Did it elevate, take it to new worlds, and give him lots of money? That he would say, "Sure, I owe you. Take my character." There's, Please. there's a good chance of that too. Well, well the, he's making another Hellboy movie with another group of filmmakers, right? And I think Mignola, yeah, there's talk that he's. I mean, I well, they retired Perlman, right? It's um, yeah. Oh, I forget. It's David Harbour. Oh, the guy. From yeah, the the show. Show. but yeah. they're saying it's more in tone with the Mignola comics, right? <laughs> That super you know, bloody, like hard art is what we're saying. Well, I remember well, as it should be. Yeah, I, mean, I, I remember the comics in passing because you know I was probably dating a gal who was into it. You know, right. Back then. But until the movie, I wasn't picking up the comic book. Really? Yeah. So I've read a couple here and there. I'm not going to say I was a super fan. But yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I still like it. I love the second one. The Golden Army was absolutely great. Oh, yeah. That was a cool movie. Yeah. But so, so you guys were actually, so the Wolverton comic that I'm, that I read that you guys are, are on here to talk about today, that was originally supposed to be a screenplay, a screenplay for a movie or a series. A movie. And they said to make it a comic book first. Well, uh, or that it had know, to maybe, be a comic book. Maybe it was their excuse for not buying it, for not, uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, they're very risk adverse, and I understand now. Terrell and I, we broke. We were trying to break in. Uh, kind of what, like eight years ago, yeah. when we met each other. It was right after the big the writers' strike, strike yeah. in two thousand eight. So around two thousand ten, okay. between two thousand fourteen, I think. But. We did not know that things had changed because of the writer's strike. It was getting to be like the studios saying, hmm, if was, we could replace you with monkeys, we would. It was shifting right. over to they wanted like already established IP, and they just wanted to adapt it. They're like, is this based on a novel? Is it based on a video game? Is it based on a comic book? Th those were the safe bets. So nothing really so, new. Any, if someone writes a script that is, first of all, like a, histor a historical piece, there's already a stigma against it. No one wants to buy it. Really? Piece, yeah. And they're so, so expensive. Like, have you ever watched anything on the BBC? Right. But, well, also, I mean, I mean League of Extraordinary pieces. Gentlemen did, did mm -hmm. well yeah. as a movie, and it did really well as a book, too. And, uh, so, I mean, and, of course, the, you know, shall we say the producer who originally had Wolverton just rebought the rights to it. The different producers to leave? were involved. So it's like, really? Right. That's like, what a, I mean, we want to write League. <laughs> and you, uh, you liked us for a little while, so you should give it to us. But, uh, so how did this culminate in you guys being like, okay, like doing the, the defiant dig your heels thing and you want a comic book? Let's make a comic book. Because, oh, uh, you know, mo most people, when they pitch an idea and it, and it doesn't happen, they, they either 
go find an apartment to lock themselves in right or they or they scrap it or they put it on a shelf and then they move on to something else and, then, and they're right. kind of like well well what what exactly do you want instead of my instead of my vision you guys right well you know we made a comic book instead of just being like well screw you guys we'll go do something yeah, else then. we we had written many things before but this one always uh, stood out and like when a when a script doesn't sell it just gets it's not even locked in a drawer it's on your computer it's and on, no one's going to see it it's like right. just on a hard drive sitting there no one's going to see it so we and wanted to give it we thought it deserved a balls out viking funeral which yeah. probably was going to take us down with it and boy i did not know how much money it was going to be to mm-hmm. put out a comic book i mean we were very naive in uh that's you know i think the comic book came out well, I'm very proud of it. But we, it's gorgeous. We were naive. The art, I mean, it, it is. It's gorgeous. Yeah, Derek hey. killed it. And I even put it up on Twitter. We see you someone know. we know. Oh, and so I we're talking. inside a comic book. How are you? <laughs> we're being recorded right now. Cool. Jason Canary. Steve Tucker. Host of the Happy Haven Podcast. Oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. And the gentleman I love who just the shirt. came in is wearing a cramped shirt. So I know. I was know say, he is love the shirt. Fantastic <laughs> taste. <laughs> Friend of Tom Hytus, we met. Yes, we Dragon met at DragonCon. Yes, we uh, the, the, doing this comic book meet and greet and podcast was very last minute. Yeah, so it was not till this morning where I said, "Hmm, maybe I should invite people I know." I know, right? I mean, I promoted it on Twitter, you, you but might, yeah, I've completely forgot. You might about schlep Facebook. out to uh, Lawrenceville. But hello, hello. Well, anyway, so I'm, I'm actually interrupting the broadcast. Yes. Uh, Not really. I mean, it was advertised as live. I said we're, we're in a comic book store. There have been people coming back and forth and right. talking. So, no, it's not It's not precious. 18 people have said, excuse me, where's the bathroom? Yeah. And I would say, does it look like I work here? <laughs> One person did yeah. think it was the table behind us. That got awkward for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to see. Have people were uh, playing Magic the Gathering. And- mm-hmm. But no, so like, what's where, crazy where to me we? is, is is all this stuff. You you're more than welcome to stay. Oh, I'll probably come back and interrupt. Okay, okay. okay. I'll, 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 wait, I'll wait to the, like the penultimate line in the story. But change, but, but change your voice and pretend you're someone else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, like I mean, and I even put it out on Twitter, and I think I put it in the review. Is is you know hearing now that you guys wanted to make it a screenplay first. Um, I heard Carrie Ellis in my head. Yeah, for for for, 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 for if you've seen Psych, yeah. it was like a mix between that character and then Wesley from from Princess Bride. I, I just heard Carrie Ellis's voice in my head reading Wolverton, yeah. which is actually a good thing because then I was like, it's a totally believable character, and I could actually see someone really cool with with the acting credits right. to be Wolverton and, and pass it off as charming as he's right. written because he is yeah. written rather charming and dashing. Uh, well, you know we. In my head, at least, I had, we always cast movies in our heads, but I usually cast them with actors from the 20s and 30s, so it was more uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. and David Niven and Errol Flynn. I was going to say, there's some Flynn in there, most There's a lot of Flynn. In fact, you know, we told our artists, look at some pictures of Errol Flynn, especially his hair. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, one of the things with Wolverton, we told the artists, we said, we want him constantly in motion that even every hair on his head should be moving. 
And it does read page to page like that. I, I was, it was very engaging the first time I read it. I actually read it through because it does sweep your eye mm-hmm. page to page. And then I went through and read it again <laughs> to get all the subtext and all the what's to come right. nuance that's, that's put in that's yeah. not so on But that's the, nose. The, the funny thing about Twitter, which is how we met. Right. Um, someone tweeted to me, you know, what actors do you want to see play Wolverton? And I mentioned one actor, and I, I think, should he remain nameless? It's up to you guys. Cause, cause, you Divulge know, what you can again, you know, hide what you want to keep hidden. We, you know, I always like, hey, be more interesting. So five seconds after I write the guy's name, I get followed by that actor. That's then crazy. that actor bought a PDF of the book and then bought a express mail copy through Amazon, which of course I own a bookstore too. So Holy cow. It's like, wow, we've been handing these out to people from the walking dead and people from the Marvel movies. Here's someone who actually paid for it. Yeah. Like, yeah that's how we knew right? it wasn't like one of those fan Twitter accounts where, you know, it's like a celebrity. Yeah, like, so I have yeah. this address. But yet, when we were in Hollywood pitch meetings, we were mentioning his name. We were saying his name. And, and people, he was not a star yet. People didn't know who he was. Yes, he now they would. Recently, he's in, a, in the he, past two years, he's yeah, like kind he's of exploded. He's in a Marvel, uh, he's in a Marvel, in the Marvel TV show universe. that's really good. What? Oh, in a Marvel TV show? Yes. Now, that person you just whispered was the other person we want, who we were not able to get to on the Avengers set. What? I can't. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't divulge it. Uh, I'm trying to be smooth. He has a legion of fans, I hear. Indeed, he does. And he could. Um, but very British. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Who is it? You got her attention. I know. We got her attention. So, so I mean, so is this is this something you're actually going to go forward? With like issue to issue, or is it Wait, well, or, or is it to, to lay down the groundwork the studio asked for until you can have it picked up and made into what you originally wanted it to be presented as? Uh, well, <laughs> our, so our points of view might be different, but I mean, now that it's a comic, making it, I kind of fell in love comic. with. Oh, thank you. It really with, is like the whole. I don't know. It just made me love comics again. And from that point out, I read comic books again. When we first did it, when it first came out, I I told Michael, I'm like, I think I would be happy just writing comic books. Like, like screw like everything else. Like the whole, yeah, we have friends who make a living writing comic books who want to write movies. Yeah. There you go. It, It was just so satisfying. And so now like I see like in my head, if it was just like a trade paperback with all six issues of the first story arc, I, I would be in heaven. You know, that, that would that's be awesome. what I want to see. Well, you know, I really want to continue with it. We probably will continue with it. Uh, but I think I stated before, we were kind of naive. We never put mm-hmm. out a comic book. We thought it was a big deal, but now you go on Kickstarter and you see every you know schmuck is putting out a comic book. There are a lot of comic books. Some of them are really good. Some of them are really good. Yeah. Some of them are not. Right. Uh, but I'm kind of shocked how many good ones there are. Uh, it's hard. You know, we could not get into Diamond because Diamond's first question is, when's the next issue? And I'm like... Humna, humna, humna. 
And they're like, that's not the answer. Diamond like approaching the mafia. So, so I've been. Um, hey, you know what? I've had all the guests on the show who would concur that statement. Well, if there is only that diamond one is company. like the Don Falcone of the freaking. <laughs> oh, no, there's industry. only one company. Exactly. Um, so so I've been put out a book. So I've been Willie Lomaning them, you know, all over Georgia. Right. And then contacting stores. There are a lot of stores, you know, with, with funny emails. So we're in you know, two dozen stores around wow. the country. But that was, a, that was a lot of work. And I kept yeah. saying, Terrell, this has become, it became a full-time job. I was not prepared for it. To do all the cons are fun, but we have one book right now. It's also expensive and we exhausting. We have to sell a lot yeah, of... Doing cons, yeah. It. So... She knows too. Yeah, she, it, it, <laughs> we learned last if year. I, and the funny thing is, I had plenty of people ask questions too, but I didn't want to know. You know, I went to to college with a bunch of people in Marvel and DC. You know, uh, people I didn't know that some people I knew very well. Uh, Brian Polito from Chaos, I wow. went to film school with, but I doubt he would remember. You know, hey, thirty years from now, help! What should I do with this comic? Right, and he'll say, "Don't do it." Okay. So I didn't want to be talked out of it. A lot of it was, you know, a middle finger to Hollywood because I was. Because it's a really cool story. I'm just, and I felt we were rupeed and left at the altar, you know. Oh, with the script? Yeah. With, you know, yeah. these producers. You know, they, uh, we did free option, free rewrites, a year free rewrites, changing the ending to something I didn't want, you know. So you, you gave up a lot of ground just to try to get it on that level, yeah. and they still, yeah. And then, you know, I think what happened was the champion left the company, which happens when a project takes too long. Right. Um, you know, and I'm not poo-pooing on Hollywood. I understand that they don't want to take a lot of risks. I mean, yeah, it's a business, but still, I mean, look at what movies have sold the most in the past couple of years, and this is actually right, right I mean, up its alley, especially with, with what they can do with special effects and stylizing right. a period piece. It doesn't have to look like the period that it's in. You could super hyper-stylize it, kind of like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen did. Yeah, yeah sure, it, it looks steampunky, but how cool was Nemo's vessel? Oh, yeah. Because it was stylized and not just, well, this is what a vessel from that period would look like, which you guys definitely do. It's, it's a stylized version. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to see an actual deep dive into the Golden Dawn, you know, and, and uh, like y'all's take on it. Well, we never thought of it as a cartoon or right. a series, but after the comic book came out, it was like, well, this could be an act. And we did for the Kickstarter you know, I went to film school, so I called up some of my old yeah. film school buddies. We did a like a promo video, which looks like if you remember Marvel Marching Society, I the do sixties. Yep, poorly animated. It was more like, oh, you can't see this, but I'm moving a panel yep. of the comic book around, and it's sort of like that. It's like this would make a damn good cartoon. So you know, a friend of mine gave it to the head of the Cartoon Network. Now we wow. we're in Atlanta. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, we are, but I mean, that's still Hollywood. pretty cool. <laughs> Haven't heard that, but it's, it's gotten into a lot of people's hands, yeah. and we. Yeah. I mean, a comic and book is different than a script too, because it's like here, 
Right, and you can and, actually see it realized. And you can and not read have this to, on the can. Trying too. to get someone to read a screenplay is almost like an act of aggression. Sometimes, some people, you, you know, it's like, like no that purge episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah, oh, yeah. squeeze open. <laughs> Three weeks later, <laughs> the end? Question mark. It's like, oh god, I love Morty yeah. in that one. Yeah. Just because you're He's unconfident like, about your writing doesn't make me a crappy person, old man. Have you? Oh, you got to watch. This you got to watch the purge episode. There's, there's of Rick a lot and Morty. to catch up on. It'll make you love Tony, Tony, Tony again. <laughs> was it Michael Bendis who wrote that comic book about his adventures in Hollywood? Yes. I mean, that, that is dead on. Yeah. And you know what? It's worse. Well, it's almost like... Wh- I mean, that was, that? he wrote it in the 90s. It's mm-hmm. worse now. What was that cartoon it was on for a little while? It was the... Um... Oh, my gosh. It was, uh... it was supposed to be about the producer. It was a it was a funny cartoon. I forget the name of it, and I had it until I had to say it out loud. Blinking. I don't remember. Not the critic. No, no. There's been few things that were as funny as mm-hmm. the critic. But he, he it was about his his uh, almost like his memoirs of being a producer. Okay. Like what it was to actually be like one of the Hollywood producers that everybody. Oh, the kid stays in the picture. Oh, the, the, the book. That's the Robert Robert uh, Evans. Yeah, but they made a cartoon about and, it. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. That. Yeah, they did. Oh, it was cool. like it was almost like an Adult Swim style before there was really an Adult oh, cool. Swim. That guy. And, and it was hilarious. But you were like, "Wow, it's kind of gross out there." Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you know us. Well, we're too old to be gross. I was going to say, yeah, us us nerds. We'll just be professional. We actually have to work for it. We don't get cast and couched into fame and fortune, so we actually have to work and have good ideas. Um, you know, I say that as a grandmother. <laughs> and your eleven year old daughter, right there. Timing is everything. What? Um, was good. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I did not move to Atlanta because of the film community, but you know, film community is here and oh yeah, and it, growing. It dug its heels you know, in. And, where yeah. we live, there's Pinewood Studios and there's The Walking Dead. Right, because you have the Marvel and The yeah. Walking Dead yeah, universe have, down there. We have everything. Yeah. Uh, We've gone to Sonoya a bunch as a family. You know, my wife and my other kid and her. We like eating there. We're yeah, we're we, like a town over. We so. used to, uh, you know, we would write for like five, six years. We would write together two or three days a week. And a lot of that was, let's go out to eat. Yeah, and we would right. eat in Sonoy, and it was really before. Well, so let's see. There's that. What? There's that one deli on the corner that's really good if you just want mm-hmm. something light. And then um, up the street, you go past where the Walking Dead shop is, mm-hmm. up near the water tower, mm-hmm. and you take a right. Barbecue. I don't, yeah, there's yeah, barbecue good. place. Yeah. But there was a pizza place. Yeah, I've been to the pizza. Look, I'm it's, it's like a little pizza. Oh, yeah, it's like a small. Boston, so, yeah, yeah, it's like you know, yeah. This I mean, it's pizza, okay. but it's better than Domino's and Pizza Hut, which is yeah. the bulk mm-hmm. of what you get down here. But I remember that pizza place has a really good lunch special. Yeah, because there's a store in, in Noonan. Atlanta, there's in a Kohl's store right yeah. there in Noonan, right down the street. I mean, it's like five minutes away from downtown Sonoya. Yeah. There's a Kohl's there, so I've actually been like working and been like, well, the work's <laughs> done for the day, but I still have some hours down here to make it. Work. <laughs> I, I like Sonoya. Better before the war, because yeah. it was. Um, it was just like it always had good little... restaurants. It did, but it was quiet. And now try and get a parking spot. Well, at the time it was only known for like fried green tomatoes and, and pet cemetery. Pet cemetery, which, like... and then um, Free Jack. Yeah. Oh, Free that Jack. weird Mick Jagger yeah. movie or whatever. Yeah, I guess that movie, was done yeah. there. 
that that was the beginning, I think, of the Atlanta film community. It was Free Jack. It might have been, a yeah. Lot of people who worked. Out. I mean, they filmed in and out of here all the time. From what my from what my wife said, she's lived here her whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it never it never established itself. It never actually like well, we'll actually put studios here. And, I mean, I live in Norcross, and we have Eagle Rock. Oh yeah, the studio is right there. And then if you go, if you go Jimmy Carter to go to eighty five. If you take the access road, Crescent Road, which is, I know it because I do repairs for a living, so I have to know where the Grangers and the Home Depots are. There's a Granger down that street, but like a couple buildings before it, it's that giant OFS campus. It was like a manufacturing plant or some sort. I mean, it's just multiple buildings. You know, it's like a campus, but it's all industrialized. That's where they're doing all the outside filming Yeah, for all the Marvel stuff. I mean, we watched... We watched them film some of Black Panther, uh-huh. and then they broke that when it was done, and they filmed Godzilla there. Yeah, the, the Godzilla that that Eleven from Stranger Things is going to be in. And, oh, the new one. Yeah, the one that they're building so he'll fight one, King yeah, Kong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they broke that, and then they filmed Infinity War there, and it's like five minutes from our house because oh, cool. they're using that as a backlog. Well, it's funny. It's kind of crazy. I'm, try- I'm trying to pitch a crazy. TV series that's set in the yeah. Lower East Side of New York, but I'm like, I want it done in Atlanta. And it would be nice to start having writers' rooms in Atlanta with all the TV that's shot here. Mm-hmm. Yet there are no writers' rooms yet. I, I'd here. like to be in one. I write. <laughs> I'm not going to pitch anything now. No, no, but, I mean, I know, write. It would be nice. Everything to have is in, in, in LA. Instead of being exported, right? Yeah, actually, here? start yeah. importing stuff. You know, there are enough people, and you know, there's enough are, talent people here. People are moving here in droves anyway yeah. for the film industry. So where, where was I getting? So there's, um, you know, that happens a lot on the back show. in Infinity Wars. You see uh, the shot of Manhattan where all the cars are, you know. Yeah. And I was like in Atlanta for work and going to my favorite coffee shop and just like, wait, what's going on? They're filming something and they're filming that. Go like, oh, away! Don't take any pictures. Like, oh, I'm not taking any pictures. <laughs> wink, wink. This one has a video uh, from Civil War. But um, it looks like New York. Yeah. You know, th- there is that well, one t- street in, in Atlanta. That, that looks like New looks York. Yeah. Just like. My wife works near there. One near street the in the Sa- building. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. There's one street in Savannah that looks like um, lower, uh, the East Village for the CBGB's movie. And I remember walking on that street going, this scuzzy street in beautiful Savannah. It's near the this, water, this isn't it? makes me think of home. <laughs> it's near the water, isn't it? I, you know, it's where the backs of the buildings, it's the buildings that have been there since the 1700s. Yeah. I mean, there used to be are. a great Moroccan there restaurant there. So it's like, yeah. oh, I love this street. But it's a scuzzy street that looks like New York. But so. this one got to talk to what? Frank Grillo in his Ooh. crossbones what? outfit. Because they, um, it's a place downtown near Turner Field called The Gulch. And it's where the trains used to run under the buildings to deliver through the through the old doors. They would right. deliver the goods into the building, but they go, it's open, but it's under the ground. Uh-huh. It's under the road, and they call it the gulch. Well, they, oh, cool. they there's like all these pedestrian bridges yeah. that go across it. So, and they were letting people as long as you were cool and didn't act like a complete tool. Uh-huh. You could sit on the pedestrian bridges because they were so far below you. They could film, and they had it wrapped in green screen anyway yeah. because that was supposed to be. 
the oh, the, the opening Africa, Africa right. fight for Civil War. So we watched Black Widow over and over again do that <laughs> crazy run through the market wow. with the crazy neck wrap takedown. Yeah. Well, but, Black Panther, but they had Captain America the fighting muse- crossbow. The High Museum. She got to watch it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they punch Captain America, and she got to watch all the wire work when he goes oh, um, flying backwards oh, through all the tables, and and, and because we didn't overstep, we we spent like two days down. Just watching them film this opening fight. Yeah, it was his stunt double. That's right. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris Evans sat in an air conditioned SUV with makeup on. Well, when you? I mean, if I if I could. <laughs> but she did get to see him because he did the dialogue. Well, we did find out he has a copy of Wolverton. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Well, you know he got involved with making Snowpiercer. Yeah. I think from a comic book to a yeah. to, yeah, and now it's going to be something even more. I guess. I think they're making it a full series and not really? just a movie. It's yeah, a TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Snowpiercer. And that was him getting interested in it. Yeah, so, I mean, really? you get it in the right hands. I mean, you got it in my hands, so now everything's going to happen it for better. you. better. Yeah. We schlepped all the way to Lawrenceville. Right? Hit your, hit, your, hit, your, uh, hit your wagon to this horse, guys. I'll take you to the top. I'm nobody. But, uh, well, we're just... Two, you know, two schlubs in Georgia. Right. <laughs> Talking to another schlub in Georgia. And wrestling <laughs> matches. Hey, it's just all about making stuff. It is, but I mean, as you guys network, of course, at all. Uh, we got kind of lucky. Like, we've had, like, a lot of support, like, from, you know, people in the... Like, we had a great experience at DragonCon. We went in... That's awesome. There. Well, uh, um, actually, the person who, who came to visit, our one friend, uh... He's friends. We had a, the comic book came out. I got it in my hands. I mean, these were just the airmail from Taiwan copies. Uh, like two days before Dragon Con, we did not know. We didn't have a we, table or anything. We didn't think. Oh wow! No, but a friend of mine said, "I have a free table. You, you want a sliver of it?" That's like, yeah. That's all it takes, man. That's so, awesome. So uh, you know, we we. Well, so going from, like, someone who grew up collecting comics and reading them, and I collect them off and on, but being that kid who would, I'll use my, like, allowance money to go buy comics, then, like, the advice we got, we had a buddy who was like, you use my name, and, you know, he, he writes comic books for a living, and go introduce yourself to people and just show them the comic. Right. And so that's what we did. And so, like, getting to walk up to people like Paul Jenkins and be like, hey, I love Logan, you know. But like, these guys these live fans. in Atlanta, which we did not know. And they they would all be like, did you make something? He lives in Atlanta. They would see it, and they would be like, you made something. And they'd look at it. And see, you didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I did not know. Again, well, Alfua Richardson lives here. Saying, yeah. And she's like one of the yeah. best mm-hmm. comic book artists out there right now working. Um, she actually got to meet her. She was dressed as Captain America. And yeah. Alfua was dressed like Storm. Well, she, yeah, and she, she, and she, she got a Wonder Woman Con, print yeah. from her, like a hand-drawn Wonder Woman print at Momocon. And, nice. I mean, and she lives here. So, yeah, there's talent here. But, see, I, I did not, again. The Tuskegee Airs incredib- are here. Yeah, we met them. I love that book. Yeah. Um, we were across from, well, we, we were across. And we kickstarted at the same time. I did you? Say, you guys stole our thunder because you made a gazillion <laughs> dollars. A gazillion and we just dollars. made enough to, you know, get what we needed to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, all this Chris Evans talk, this one has a crush on Chris uh, Evans. Oh, well, yeah, he's a handsome man. Yeah. My wife behaved better than this one. <laughs> which one, which movie was it? 
She had an entire theater laughing. It was for Winter Soldier. She had an entire theater laugh at her because it was one of the scenes where he didn't have a shirt on. And this one goes, oh, in the middle of a packed, in the middle of a packed movie theater. And I was like, really? And then I knew he but, I was going to be in talk trouble. about perfect casting. Yeah. Like, who... who Try and cast Captain America. He looks like Captain. He is Captain he America. Is Captain Good America. luck. Yeah. Well, that's my thing with Henry Cavill. Oh yeah. Even more than Christopher Reeve, find somebody who looks Until better than they the classic have to Superman. CGI out his mustache. Then it looks kind of like oh, this doesn't feel right. That that's yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually have that picture saved in my phone. Well, who who was the he, one you guys were talking about who? Brandon I Ralph? I have no memory of Was it? Yeah. All the right. one from Superman Returns? Kevin's He's the Adam on Legends of Tomorrow yeah, now. Yeah. He, he was on, uh, they put him on Arrow first I, and then see, yeah, I, spun him I off. thought he had a great look. He did. He does have a great look. Better than Nicolas Cage would have if they yeah. had gone with the movie oh, they wanted man. to from but, that but era. In our Hollywood adventures, we met with one of the producers. And no, I never do research from I, from that Brian Singer yeah. Superman. So Superman. I don't, I which don't, was a rewrite nightmare. She, Brandon Ralph talked about it. He was like, "It was my first movie. Yeah, I read the script. That's why I agreed to make it my, you know, to have it be my first right. movie." He's like, "But the contracts were signed, and we got yeah. the rewrites, and we were like, this is going to be an unmitigated nightmare." Yeah, but how yeah. do you go into it was supposed a to meeting, be. and they're talking about their movie, and I'm like. Well, well yeah. basically, don't so it had been several years since it came out, and the producer at Warner Brothers was still talking about it. And she's like, "Well, I at least thought it was better than Zack Snyder's version." And I'm sitting there, like, really, like try. I'm like, I want, I, I want to like network with this person, but I'm about to get into an argument. Right. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna bite my tongue and not. You're say saying anything. unforgivable things. Well, well right our, now. our last meeting was with a company who. I don't know why, but I kept putting my foot in my mouth on the stuff they're doing. They were doing a, a remake of a that was a terrible a sixties classic, which is one of my favorite things. You know, growing up with reruns, I'm not that old. And which uh, which thing? Oh, they're not going to hear it. And Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. They redid it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think met, Cavill was in that, right? We yeah yeah, yeah. we met with their company. But Michael, and, and had, I had, Michael had read a version of the I script. I had read a version of the script, which was not that version. It was more an Archer-type version when Tom Cruise was in it. Archer. And they thought, what do you, you know, what do you think of it? I really should have done the polite thing. I think it's great. But we Michael already started was, this meeting. Michael where, was brutally honest. Like, yeah, he was giving. I'm from like, New York. I'm going to tell you that there, though. Well, New York, you can be but real. But I knew we weren't going to get a job. Right. Because it was one of these meetings where... Yeah, that was a Wolverton's sample script. Yeah. So, and I was tired, and I, I just said, I don't know, sort of like the remake of the TV show Avengers. Why? You know, this is a classic. This stuff. I, and then they said, oh, we produced that too. I'm like, oh, shoot. What I should have done, he had a uh, poster of the movie Performance on his wall. I should have talked about performance because i love that movie you know that mick jagger is a gang you know, yeah why did i totally foul this up but every other thing out of my mouth was something like yeah something bad right i remember like after i that, don't like any of your movies after <laughs> that like the meeting felt like it got cut short it, i'm sure it did quickly and, and like all i remember from the last thing was feelings like, hurt and he's like bruised. well he's like the creative exec was like well all i have for you is a uh, road rage 
He's like, if you could think of, uh, you know, a story, a movie involving road rage, you know, you have my number. And it was like... There was a movie about happened. road rage, you know, with Ben Affleck and Samuel Jackson. Well, yeah. And, like, we're the guys who I think I probably this, said that. Wolverton, and he says, like, road rage. I'm just like, this is road so rage. weird. Well, that's not, yeah. Was it back at the it's time where, like, rage. traffic and crash were big? No. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I, it's all I can think of is, like, because, you know, because you... you they're like so singular on what they get stuck on. How many movies can you make about road? And oh, and we just came from a meeting where it was not potholes. What was it? No, sinkholes. Sinkholes. Really? We want to make a movie about sinkhole. And actually, let's go back to we quicksand, kind of put right? sinkholes in a, a script. Well, we thought it was really funny, so we're like, yeah, let's uh, let's use a sinkhole idea. I gotta get you. I mean, if monsters came out of the sinkhole, but it was just this general sinkhole. Yeah, but I mean, oh, just a sinkhole. Yeah. So, what is the drama around surrounding a neighborhood that know. is affected by a sinkhole? Come on, guys. But that—that's all we got. Sinkhole. And, 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 yeah, I was saying, come on, and guys. That's a, that that's a good band road name, rage and sinkhole. You know, for for all right. You know, so a guy a punk band. So a guy gets cut off, right? And it puts him in a road rage, and he's road raging so hard he doesn't notice the sinkhole. He creates a sinkhole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. And it absorbs the other car that's just a cut him off. Idea. And, he, now. and he falls down in it and he ends up in another dimension. There you go. That's what I would have said. And then I would have been like, make that out of something because you're all stupid. And I would Well, you know, in these meetings, you have to come up with stuff quick. Right. And, you know, you might have an idea to pitch and you're pitching and they don't like it. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, why do we do that? So you got to like yeah. pivot on your feet while you're already trying to run down one vein. You know, back, yeah. back in the, is this the 80s? 80s or 90s? I mean, late 80s or 90s, like it's in a pitch meeting with Tom Cruise's company. And back then they had Iron Man. And I'm like, they had the rights to Iron Man. Really? Yeah. So. Could you imagine his little butt in the. So basically, I said, I'm Iron Man. I would like to write <laughs> Iron Man for you. And they're like, why? I'm like, because my, you know, my name is Michael Stark. And I said, I am a Stark. And they're like, huh? And now, of course, this is, this is, right you know, these uh, creative execs yeah. who are the most gorgeous, good looking people I've ever met. Everyone in LA is like, yeah, but I mean, just the woman, but also <laughs> the guy. <laughs> But, you know, it was See, like, I told you she'll be all right. Yeah. So it was like, wow. But in this meeting, it's like, they obviously knew nothing about Iron Man. So, like, well, if you don't Stark, even know a Stark reference, Tony right. Stark, uh, okay. And then they're basically, well, Robert Town writes everything for Tom. I'm like, it was at the point, kind of like at that meeting where I also shot my mouth off, where I said, Robert Town writes everything for you guys? Yeah. And then I said, so why am I here? <laughs> right. Because it was like, it also nothing's going to happen at this It meeting. also explains a lot. A lot of people say, <laughs> you do a bottled water tour, you're handed a lot of bottles of water. Yep. I think that was actually a joke at Arrested Development, wasn't it? When I think so. The, the, the weird season that Netflix did where it was all mm -hmm. broken up and they, yeah, they actually took the water away from Jason Bateman <laughs> oh, yeah. and he pissed yeah, off that. the ones, yeah. They're like, no, no more water for you. And they took his <laughs> bottle of water away. He was punished. Get out of here. But so so going forward, you had mentioned six. So are you guys planning an arc? 
uh, like a self-contained yeah, I mean, arc deck can then be turned into a yeah. easily com, you know I, I, consolidated yeah, yeah. trade. I kind of yeah. consolidated the screenplay to six issues. See that that's what I like now at my age. Right. You know, I've I've gone away from the big legacy houses and trying to keep up with eighty thousand versions of yeah. Wolverine, Batman, and the Avengers out right. there. It's the indie books, you yeah. know, and and I mean that's why if you look at my guest list leading up to you guys, it's ninety percent it's indie comics. You know, um, I I like it. I think the stories have a lot more to say. They're way more cohesive. Mm-hmm. There's more heart put into them because you're actually having to sell something. You. Wolverton isn't a 75 year old legacy character that everybody knows. Right. You know what I mean? So you actually have to put your, so I actually am preferring the model you guys are actually following. And I think it'll actually end up ultimately saving the comic book industry. Cause while we Mm -hmm. talked about the movies and how much money the movies are making and how many are making, those aren't moving anymore. Yeah. But think like they did. I mean, when Marvel, when Marvel reports IDW, level sales for the year. Uh-huh. But, but, <laughs> but, but think about it too. You have this deadline. We got to put out an issue a month. Right. You know, although in our childhood, they were pretty quality issues. Just thinking the art, how yeah. that has changed, which might be why I stopped reading comic books somewhere in the like, 80s. Cause I well, you know, Alterna is bringing it back. Alternative yeah, comics, they're doing the newsprint, yeah, and their, yeah, their issues it. are a dollar or a dollar fifty yeah. a piece, like we used to buy. Yeah, and it's that. their new issues. They're a dollar between a dollar well, to a dollar fifty. They were a quarter no, back yeah. when I was yeah, buying my bicycle. I remember buying my buy. DCs for seventy-five cents, fifty cents. But um, but yeah, it's a dollar fifty to a yeah, dollar an issue, and it's on I'd, newsprint. I'd spoken to it them. Looks like our yeah, books from when we were kids. Again, this is where you meet people on Twitter. Yeah, I met them on Twitter. I saw they were doing newsprint, and we thought about newsprint because one of the things we wanted, I kind of was so afraid putting this out because what can go wrong? What, what it, right. I had a friend, my friend who did my favorite things is Monsters, is, is a friend. Oh, really? And uh, that book got lost at sea. It, it pretty much got hijacked by pirates that they had to do another print run because the first print run was lost. Really? And I'm like, you know what? With my luck, that's going to happen to us. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to print overseas. I wanted I wanted to be physically there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the guys at Altera said, we're getting stuff printed in Tennessee. So that's three hours from us. Yeah. We, we could film them printing it. But, you know... It became a big discussion. Is it? I love newsprint. Is it? Is it too experimental? Even though it's a throwback, so we decided to do right. the the full glossy, which I kind of regret in a way. Well, you could always go back. I mean, you could always. Yeah. yeah I mean, nice I, I love the smell of the newsprint. You know, I've been buying, and you know, I was hoping most of the comic books in the house old or new. Both. Good mix of both, because I miss the way yeah. they looked and smelled, and yeah, there's there's certain smells that bring oh, you back. Yeah. I mean, this I was kind of worried about getting so many thousands of copies of this in the house. Like, oh my god, my house is gonna smell like print shop, but they don't. It doesn't smell. No, it doesn't. It's like, 
this is is not a real comic book. Right? It doesn't smell. You, you know what smell is almost vis almost gets a visceral reaction out of me, and you you barely smell it anymore because we everything's so processed. Remember what Halloween costumes smelled like when we? Oh were yeah, kids? yeah, oh, like that plastic, horrible. Not I'm surprised me. we're all alive. Not to me. I you love that see. smell. I mean, you, you know. And if Especially because all the, of us are wearing yeah. glasses. You and if the edges of those hard plastic masks even touched anything, it would just slice you open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, the smell. Yeah. The smell of those costumes will just, like, you're five years old again, and everything, everything's wonderful because you have nothing those, to worry about. you know, old type of costumes. I know. Too. I love that smell. This one thinks I'm weird for stuff like that. <laughs> I th- it, it's... There's something about our childhood, like my dad grew up in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and he loved this Sammy's Romanian Steakhouse. Well, it's, you know, Jewish soul food, but yeah. it's gross. I mean, it's just, it's it's a lot of fun, but when you leave that place, you feel sick. It's like you ate a like cannonball. Days. Yeah. And I'm like, I said, Dad, why do you always, you know... I love you. I'll go anywhere you want. But why do you always? But why do you always want to go here? He said it reminds me of my childhood. I'm like, Dad, you had the worst childhood. You were dirt poor. Your your father was blind. He was blind, and I had to make a living being blind. He had a horrific temper, and your mother was kind of nuts. You know, you had an awful childhood. I mean, like, you should want to forget it. And yet, it's this thing about connecting to when you were a kid yeah and you know like terrell said when we put out this comic book suddenly we're kids again you know digging comic and you books have your again. own comic book <laughs> yeah. well i'll tell you as like outsiders going to dragon con and sh- and like walking up to pros in the industry they were all open to looking at it they would get excited they're like you, someone actually made something we went up to kelly sudaconic and matt fraction and they're wow. like you know most people talk about making stuff but no one like really, does. But how telling is that for the state and, of the industry? And they're like, of course I'll read it, but it's you know? it, and it, and it was very welcoming. But and, you also got to figure we're all sitting here because we love it, yeah. You know, and they love it too. But how telling is it that something that's not that yeah. something new? They're that excited. Well, about I, but I, I don't know. I'm, uh, the more I'm learning about comic books, like again, the reason if if you came to me and said I want to make an independent movie. I would sit down with you. I'll tell you from experience. I would try and convince you not to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So we went in not knowing that much about comic books on how to make one, even though our artist uh, went to the, the Kubert school. So he knew, but he never did a full-length comic book either. Right. So we, we went in with the rational exuberance of being naive. Like, this is going to be easy. How hard can it be? <laughs> How to... expensive could it be? That's the one thing that I think most it's, people don't think yeah. about. It's like, you so, can be as creative as you want, and you can get the most awesome people drawing it, and you can get the most awesome people writing it. If it's not picked up by somebody else, you still got to get it yeah, to market. I mean, yeah. really, I was really in such a saturated market. Yeah, in yeah, this first issue, we would at least get picked up by someone else. And that did not happen. We well, you know, we had interest in references, but there's so much like comp. There, it's like when pros are having a tough time. Like, right. getting That's what I mean. Oh yeah, it's super competitive there. right now. It's like you see them doing their own kickstarters for their ideas, yeah. so it's like, oh, this is normal right? for their creator-owned yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
and you figure, I mean, they're making all this money for the big oh, yeah, legacy yeah. houses, mm -hmm. the issues they're working on. And you're like, well, yeah, of course they, they'd fund them to go do. And they're like, no, because that's our competition. Yeah. yeah. You're competing against yourself. You draw for this book or you write for this book. And yet, if somebody picks up your original idea, that's three ninety nine, four ninety nine, five ninety nine a month. That's not going in. Yeah, but they yeah. should the pocket of what they, we hired you for. Now you're making money against us. But there yeah. are yeah. you know that's, creator that's crazy. friendly uh, comic book companies too. You learn like it's kind of press a, it's like everyone knows everyone too. It's a very like, but we didn't it's, know anyone. Small it's like a clay. We want to say that. Got the hip hop family tree volume two. Nice. But stay, stay here because are we wrapping up? I'm gonna say. I mean, we can. Well, I, I, I always gonna, open door anyway. You guys are welcome back on whenever you want to come out. No, oh, you were. I am well, super open to having people on again. Well, okay. I mean, you guys are my fiftieth episode. Aha! I started this <laughs> February of last year, and fifty I'm, years ago. February of last I year. I do one episode a year. By the time I get to episode 100, I think I'll have the expertise of this down. But no, you guys are. You're my episode 50. You, you did notice you never pushed record. <laughs> I just walk out with Christmas time is here playing. I, I even leave the laptop. Like I quit. I'm, I fired myself. But no, um, you know, it's a gorgeous book. Um, Thank you. I'm glad there's more issues. To, to look forward to. It, it may take a while. You know, Naturally. things of life do come up. Yeah, our, they do. Our artist, Derek, um, has he's gone in, back to school, school. So we're seeing when he has time for us. And uh, Terrell, I was going to say, just had a baby, but it's not just had a baby. 15 months ago. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. First baby? First baby. Huh? Yay! Daughter. That doesn't yeah. change your life at all. Nope, not at all. Nope. No. So, you know. I've got a 20-year-old, and now this oh, one's going to be 12. So I'm almost done. <laughs> so things of life, you know, come up. And, uh, you know, I was ready to fund the next one and then needed emergency dental work. And it's like, hmm. That'll do it. I don't live in Europe. This is expensive. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh but I mean, even we'll on the drive here, we were talking, it's like, why don't we just like try and get funding to do the next five issues and just release it all in one big book. It's easier for people to read, to get the whole story. Yeah. Like, I will help you. Yay. I'll promote anything you guys have. I will help drive the Kickstarter. I've done it for other books. I've done it for video game campaigns. Um, you know, Mutant Football League and a couple other ones that I helped out with and a couple comic books I've helped out awesome. with. I would be an open resource to but, you guys. But I, I, I love this. You. You know, and if there's more, you guys kind of hooked more. me with the Golden Dawn. Thank you. <laughs> like, I really want to see the you Golden do Dawn expand. You Golden Dawn. That's why I'm yeah, hooked on it. Like, you know, they went with real things. We went with real things. It's um, a big battle. Like I said, there is, uh, yeah. it's fresh but familiar. Look, I'm still waiting for somebody to re resurrect the Rosicrucians uh, and actually have them be the ones that have been silently pulling the strings for centuries that's because i'm a giant history nerd too right so as soon as i saw the golden dawn i was like oh they're doing that <laughs> well you know it's funny um i mean they've been mentioned in fiction before you know, but not often we don't so, have him in this issue but wolverton's kind of but cute. it's the tease it's right hg wells i was like he's been used a lot <laughs> but yeah. we're gonna do him a little differently well you know Lord Grey was very was yeah. a nice touch at the end too. I mean, you, you you hit all the spots for me where I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's this why is going to go fun places. When you know yeah. Hollywood yeah. was telling us, yeah, we can't sell this original idea. It's like 
while it's original, there are people you've seen before. There are tropes right. you've seen before. I mean, why do you want? <laughs> I mean, are there? I mean, and that's just can it, Batman like, be in it? It's like uh, sure. They already did a Gotham it, by yeah. Gaslight, which, which I have. Yeah. Have, how is it? I haven't is it seen good? it yet. Yeah, I mean, he goes after Jack the Ripper. It, it's him in that time period. Yeah. Here, Jack the Ripper escapes London and comes here. Oh, okay. When you find out who Jack the Ripper is, it's really cool because it's not a Batman villain. Right. It's not like they they transported the whole universe back. Uh-huh. It's just there happened to be a Batman operating in the time period that Jack the Ripper the, the was ancient, running around Whitechapel. The ancient Japan one was really good. The anime? Yeah. The, the, have you seen the animated one they did with – it's totally anime style and it's like feudal Japan type Yes. Thing. Yeah, that looks good. That and then, awesome. well, you know, they did a couple of those with some of the um, the Marvel characters. There's an Iron Man anime series, and there's a Wolverine anime series. Okay. And the Wolverine anime series is amazing. Wait, did is Warren, did Warren Ellis like write those? It may have been, but but they did uh, Iron Man, Wolverine, and a Fantastic Four. And the Fantastic Four, um, God, we were at a five below. Five Below store, and you know they have that weird DVD section where it's like stuff where you're like, oh yeah, everybody knows that movie, and then stuff where you're like, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. Well, it was Fantastic Four, okay. but it wasn't one of the live action abominations, so I looked at it, and it was Watch an actual anime. full anime, almost like a season. Interesting. Like a full season oh, arc. Cool. The Wolverine thing is a season arc, yeah. too. Yeah, oh, And it's cool. completely, it's done in complete anime style, done by a Japanese house over there and everything. Like, it's Very just cool. dubbed and sent over here, but it's... Yeah, I mean it. It would be like watching Ninja Scroll or Akira just uh-huh. with Marvel characters in it, which is really That's cool. Because awesome. somebody yeah. needs to tell the Lady Deathstrike story right at least once. Oh, that would be the perfect format, <sighs> wouldn't it? Though, I mean, I was looking at somebody put up artwork the other day, and it, it wasn't in a book. It was a print that a comic book artist had done, and they had done it. Um, Wolverine sitting with. Um, wow, I'm going to lose my nerd credit. <laughs> Yuriko. Eureka? Who ends up the, becoming the side, Lady Deathstrike? I, I'm going to lose my nerd cred, too. I never had so nerd cred. <laughs> I was a jock. <laughs> but but it was, it was um, you know, it was his fiance over there. Yeah. People yeah. are, when I, when, I, when I put this out, uh-huh. people are going to be screaming into their headphones, like, you idiot, it's this. But, um, it, but, but it was done. I think done, it is Yeah. I think that's right. But, but it was done in a Japanese tapestry right. style instead of a comic book style. It was absolutely gorgeous because wow. it was full outfitted Wolverine sitting with her in a tea garden. Oh, cool. Like he was That's getting awesome. ready to go be Wolverine, right. but he was having his mm-hmm. time with her first. Yeah. And they did it in the Japanese, uh, cool. the, the tapestry style instead of comic yeah. book style. So there's a lot of high art yeah. that can come out of comics. And you guys, for, for being out of nowhere and doing it yourselves, it's definitely... Um, a higher art and more stylized book than a lot of what's out there. Well, you know, yeah. and, and, we, I, and I do mean that we, fully. I mean, we, it's, we took, our, it's so cool. Looking we took our time. It's beautiful. Yeah. The, and the writing is engaging. The artist, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. He killed it. Like we got lucky finding him. I mean, but on the other side of it, you guys created a very witty, charming and, and engaging character. It's not just like, Oh, he's swarthy. It's not like Han Solo where you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, of course that's what he said. He's actually an interesting character. I mean, who, I mean, what's not interesting about a generation's old familial commitment right. mm-hmm. to, to, 
stomping out these supernatural things that everybody's like, oh, those are myths. And he actually goes and hunts them out right. and gets into all these crazy, crazy you know, situations. Uh, the the tagline I wanted to use, but not everyone got it, was, you know, a Noel Coward hero in a Deadpool world. Because, you know. Nice. This isn't rated. It's not a hard R. No. This guy is, uh, is quipping like, you know, uh, Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn, right. Yeah, so. And, and that's and I think Carrie Ellis would be one of the closest things to our generation. And, and, and Errol Flynn, I guess yeah. that's why I made the association with with him. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, and and it's not that we went that route because uh, it's just what I heard in my yeah, head. We, we, when we stop recording, you're going to tell me the other name, and then I'll be like, that makes perfect sense. But I won't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, He's she will. In the, he's in that vein. Yeah. She'll tell everybody, yeah. but I won't I tell anybody. Even, I can't <laughs> say it. Oh, it doesn't. I, I don't they think could it be related. I mean, it's close. But, um, where was it? I forgot. Uh, Galactic Quest in Lawrenceville. <laughs> you know, we didn't go the Noel Coward route and, like, a G route just because, like, uh, we're, you know, we're reserved or whatever. It's There's more like still... it's different now. If if right. Deadpool is big, let's let's do the complete opposite. Yeah. There's still right. like pretty gonzo stuff that happens, but he's just very dignified and classy oh, yeah. about oh, yeah. dealing with yeah. it. I kinda laughed reading about when he's trying to get off the uh, the ship, you know. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the, the cleverness. That you guys put in there of what actually takes out most of the most of the crew that, that actually isn't him. I, I love sweeping to the panel and then I won't say because people need to read it. But you know, like when the, the crates, you know, you're like, that's so clever. Like, uh, of course, of course, that's what a cat burglar would do. He's not yeah. going to stand there and go blow to well, blow. It's with funny. You. A lot, a lot of hills. people were asking, you know, how did you come up with the character? And I had an old script I had written for when I knew someone at Sean Connery's company for him, uh, you know, a gentleman thief. And yes, I, Oh, that's really good. I find it fascinating. (laughs) You're awesome. (laughs) Uh, When we're looking for a new project, I wanted to resurrect that. He said to me, he's like gentleman thief. And I'm like, it's too like, it just feels too old fashioned. He was, he was, he he actually yawned. So to get back at him, what if this joke, and he he had a point. So how does a gentleman thief break into a modern, you know, bank, you know, Mm. with modern norms? I'm like, Oh, I I didn't think about about that. Hudson Hawk, which I I love, but I'm like, it's not, I'm like, how do you do a gentleman thief in in today's model? Well, he wasn't really a gentleman. It would work better in a steampunk. (laughs) Well, basically to, to Victorian shutting to, to shut him up. I said, what if with him shitting on a ship? <laughs> what if he we set it in Edwardian England and he only stole magical items like monkey's the enchanted paw. monkey's paw or the portrait? I mean, of what Dorian a cool Gray. opening though! Like the I monkey was, paw thing. I thought that was really great. just to like shoot him the birds. Like, yeah. oh, you don't like this idea? Like, what if? Yeah, that's and that's a good bird and, then. Yeah. And then he like this is always a secret to you guys wanting to try and sell scripts in Hollywood, if some a producer leans in, mm-hmm. that means you're doing good. So Terrell started leaning in. I'm like, aha. Uh-huh. And then we just started writing this, you know. Um, and that's how it came. You know, the idea came out of a 
you don't like my idea? Well, F you. <laughs> I'll give right. you a better idea. And see, and, and that and that's what I think is so cool about it is, you know, what we said earlier with you, you know, Hollywood saying all this stuff and trying to sell it and being turned down. And now it's something that we actually get to hold and read. Right. And it's such a cool book. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, I know I've said it a bunch, but I read comics all yeah. the time. This one stood out to me. And not just because I got to open it up all special and VIP like in my mailbox. Well, you know, I, I <laughs> but as soon as I, I read it, we were, I handed it to my wife and I was right. like, you need to read this. When we were talking on Twitter. And like, she's very selective. Please. With her book. You know. I think Fables is the only book I really right. she reads, but she reads novels. Right. So Fable is the first time but I saw this her. This is very prosaic, which right. not everybody likes. A lot of people are boy. It's right up her alley. Uh, but I did as soon you as have I a was lot done. Of writing in this. As soon as I was done, I went. You need to read this, oh, and I, you. you'll really like it. And she she yeah. liked it. Yes. So did she I like think. it? She hasn't read it yet. Oh. But she will. She has no excuse. She's right here. We're yeah. Her. Why didn't you read it? Why didn't your dad hand you the book to read? Because he's dumb. She's selfish. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was one of those things where it wasn't just for me. You know, as soon as I was done, I handed it to her and she, yeah, she loved it. Well, you never, you know, we had, we've had a lot of great reviews. We had one really bad, mean-spirited review, which... Really? Uh some people went online to defend us, which was nice because I'm not going to defend. We've been like we've been, you know, it's like all positive reviews except that one. You don't have to call out my review. I wrote. I did. Oh well, he wrote. You wrote I mean, my review, and I, I thought I didn't you, think it was mean. But no, it wasn't you. Hot flaming pile of garbage is usually like a really nice <laughs> thing you, to say you, about you somebody's were, project. You were. You gave us a great review, and I think mm-hmm. when we were talking first, I said, "Do you grade on a curve?" I that actually made me laugh. Look, I used to be a music reviewer. And if I would pan Billy Joel, you know, who cares? He's not he's not gonna cry. No, he's Billy Joel. Schmuck, right. You know, didn't yeah. like didn't like she my likes Billy Joel. Okay. Oh. oh I grew up on Long Island, so I yeah, yeah, yeah. like him. Ah. Because of too much. Oh, I'm getting the stink eye now. You like like two songs from him out of his entire forty okay. year catalog. So, all right, so whatever. <laughs> he, he, he didn't lose any sleep, right? This is Billy Joel. He's going to sell out anyway. You, you know, can fart yeah. the snare drum. Somebody. We're an independent comic book. Uh, and I, if I would review an indie band, I'm not going to say anything negative because I know this is going to. Re- I won't review it then if I didn't like it. I will, you know. There's no reason, and I, I, I come from the, the Lester Bank school like of review. If I didn't like the book, I still would have read it, but I wouldn't have done a review. Right. Uh, and I probably would have said something to the you. The Lester the Bank like, school oh, of reviewing where you're really writing about yourself. Right. Uh, which, at a, you know, he died at 33, so once you're didn't they all? 33, yeah. You know, Lester Bank. I beat that by <laughs> beat that by four years now. Uh, I had two. <laughs> and I, I would, so... Yeah, you could you could write a negative negative review of um, Neil Adams' new book. You know, although he seemed to not take those bad reviews well, but they don't. They should be like care. the video game industry and they, studios get you fired for not reviewing their game the way you wanted. They shouldn't. Should. They shouldn't care. Right. So, uh, I don't expect everybody to be sweetness and light, but to understand, like you know, these. These guys are trying to get out a comic book. Mm-hmm. And you did. And be kind. And it's a darn good one. 
and it's a darn good one. Um, if you guys do decide to do a Kickstarter, we will probably. Okay, let's do the thing real quick because I can actually edit it second by second, okay. and this is what I do. Okay. Let's say goodbye, and then I'll okay, I'll click this off, and then we can actually okay. talk for a few minutes. I always like to do that. So. All right, so what's a way everybody can find you guys? Not just for the book, but for you to follow anything oh, else you might be working on what, in the state what's current. Our, what's our website? There it is. www.wolvertoncomicbook.com. And, yes, it does not look like Basil Wolverton, but he was the inspiration of the name. Gotcha. We're also and, on Twitter. We're yeah. on Twitter, which is how we met. Yep. Was it Wolverton Comic? At Wolverton Comic? I think it's Wolverton Comic or yeah. Wolverton Comic Book. And I'm Terrell uh, T. Garrett on there. And I, I I I just am shilling our comic book, so I'm the one running the Twitter on. And it's mm -hmm. just, just that. So Twitter and then we're on Facebook. There's a Facebook, a Facebook page. page. Um, but yeah, our you know, our our website, if if people say, Hey, I, I'm in I'm not in Atlanta. I'm not in the 25 other cities you happen to be in. You could uh, get one online. There you go. And, and that's why I wanted. To, that's what I meant. Like, plug away. Oh yeah. Be as look. You put everything out there. If you Instagram, we have an Instagram account. We do. <laughs> I'll do anything to sell a. So, so is it all under the Wolverton name? Yes. Because yeah. yeah. that's a really easy way you to do it. Just hatch search. So Wolverton basically, yeah, go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and type in you Wolverton. Google us, and you'll uh, or Google see it, that yeah. bad review up yeah. first, and you ignore Boo. that. And... But the book is available for people, even if it's not in their yes. Yes. in their yeah. local comic. And if, if you name this podcast. We will give you a BOGO. We will give you two copies for the price of one. Wow. Sanctioned. So one, uh, you know, one to read and one to keep in your safe. There you go. Well, thank you guys for, for you. sitting down with me today. It's really cool. 50th episode done Yay. live in a comic book store. Really weird setting. First awesome. time I've ever done it. The only other live episode I did was with uh, the guys from Animaniacs and Futurama at Momocon. Oh, oh cool. Wow. So this is the, awesome. the only the second time I've ever looked Ooh. at people in the eye while I talked <laughs> so to them. So you have them, and now you have us. And now I have you. Pinky and the so, uh, Thank you for having us. Thank you. We really appreciate it. No problem. It was a blast. I got to meet.